Like all the other buoyant rocks of the edge, it started out in the stone gardens, poking up out of the ground, growing, being pushed up further by new rocks growing beneath it, and becoming bigger still. The chain was attached when the rock became large and light enough to float up into the sky. Upon it, the magnificent city of Sanctifrax has been constructed. Sanctifrax, with its tall, thin towers connected by viaducts and walkways, is a seat of learning. It is peopled with academics, alchemists, and apprentices. Everyone has a title, and furnished with libraries, laboratories, and lecture halls, refectories, and common rooms. The subjects studied there are as obscure as they are jealously guarded, and despite the apparent air of fusty, bookish benevolence, Sanctifrax is a seething cauldron of rivalries, plots, and counterplots, and bitter faction fighting. The deep woods, the edgelands, the twilight woods, the mire, and the stone gardens, Undertown and Sanctifrax, the river Edgewater. Names on a map. Yet behind each name lie a thousand tales. Tales that have been recorded in ancient scrolls. Tales that have been passed down the generations by word of mouth. Tales which even now are being told. What follows is but one of those tales. Chapter 1 Reunion It was midday and Undertown was bustling. Beneath the pall of filthy mist which hovered over the town, fuzzing the rooftops and dissolving the sun, its narrow streets and alleyways were alive with feverish activity. There was ill-tempered haggling and bartering, buskers played music, barrow boys called out unmissable bargains, beggars made their pitiful demands from dark, shadowy corners, though there were few who paused to place coins in their hats. Rushing this way and that, Everyone was far too wrapped up in their own concerns to spare a thought for anyone else. Getting from A to B as quickly as possible, being first to nail a deal, obtaining the best price while undercutting your competitors, that was what succeeding in Undertown was all about. You needed nerves of steel and eyes in the back of your head to survive. You had to learn to smile even as you were stabbing someone else in the back. It was a rough life, a tough life, a ruthless life. It was an exhilarating life. Twig hurried up from the boom docks and through the marketplace, not because he was in any particular hurry himself, but because the frenzied atmosphere was contagious. Anyway, he had learned the hard way that those who don't adjust to the breakneck pace of the place were liable to get knocked down and trampled underfoot. Along with avoid all eye contact and do not display weakness, go with the flow was one of the cardinal rules of Undertown. Twig was feeling uncomfortably hot. The sun was at its highest. Despite being obscured by the choking, foul-tasting smoke from the metal foundries, it beat down ferociously. There was no wind, and as Twig dodged his way past the shops, stands, and stalls, a bewildering mix of smells assaulted his nostrils. Stale wood ale, ripe cheeses, burned milk and boiling glue, roasting pine coffee and sizzling tilde sausages. The spicy aroma of the sausages took Twig back, as it always did, back to his childhood. 
Every wadgish night, in the wood troll village where he had been brought up, the adults would feast on the traditional Tilda sausage soup. How long ago that now seemed, and how far away. Life then had been so different, self-contained, ordered, unhurried. Twig smiled to himself. He could never return to that life, not now, not for all the trees in the deep woods. As he continued across the marketplace, the mouth-watering aroma of the sausages grew fainter and was replaced with a different smell, a smell which triggered a different set of memories altogether. It was the unmistakable scent of freshly tanned leather. Twig stopped and looked round. A tall individual with the blood-red skin and crimson hair of a slaughterer was standing by a wall. Hanging round his neck was a wooden tray, overflowing with the leather talismans and amulets on.